0: Welcome to Down in the Den. I'm your host, Mars, and today on our Let's Talk About It series, we have singer, songwriter, director, wife, mother, and recording artist, Regina Madre, here to talk about the music industry and her experience. So let's get into it. Regina, welcome, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm awesome. Took me a few tries. Glad we could get in.
0: I'm glad you can get connected. Thank you so much for joining us here in the den. How's your day going?
1: Uh, really awesome. Um, Beautiful. Pretty chill day. A little gray, a little cloudy. So, you know, makes you want to chillax a little bit.
0: Absolutely. Same here on the East Coast. It was about 78 yesterday and about 52 today. So, A huge difference, huge difference, but I'm so glad we were able to connect.
1: Well, I'm honored to be here, sir. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. It's my pleasure. So let's get into it. Uh, I checked out the single. I love it. I am an 80s baby. So I grew up on that good 90s R&B, and it's giving me that vibe. So I checked out the single, What You Want to Do, and that dropped in February, I believe. What inspired that song? It's an awesome song.
1: You know, it's funny. Um, I always say it's a universal theme that women are always waiting on their men to come home for dinner. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> literally, um, I was in the studio with a friend. And while we were working, his wife kept calling to see when he was coming home. And I said, you know, he's like, I'm working, babe, I'm working. And I was like, boy, this could be my house, you know, because my husband works long hours and family dinner is a tradition you know, sure. for us. and um it just brought something up in my heart about how, you know, you're waiting and you're texting and you're, you know, and you're getting pissed the later it gets, you know, <laughs> and so. Been there. <laughs> came to me and, you know, like most songs, you start with an idea and then it just kind of evolved. It just kind of, you know, um, we jokingly say that the songs come to us from our muse or from heaven Um, But that's really true. Um, I just kept, these verses just kept coming out. Like I got the green simmering. What you gonna do? You know, (laughs) Um, it just was a fun idea that kind of came out of just personal experience and, and an experience that I felt was common for most women. I mean, I even went to see Michelle Obama on her book tour. And one thing she talked about was how Barack was never home for dinner and it pissed her off. And he would call and say, I'm coming, I'm coming. Hour later, I'm coming, I'm coming. And she said, when they were in the White House, she told him, we having dinner at six, whether you come or not. So she said, he's discussing foreign policy and he bolts into the room to eat with them and bolts back out (laughs) because she put her foot down.
0: Happy wife, happy life. I know that for a, Back.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it absolutely laughed at all the way up to the White House. You know, the freaking first lady of the United States can't get her husband to dinner.
0: <laughs> it just shows no one is exempt, right? No one is exempt. <laughs> if she can't get it, none of us can. <laughs> so what first got you into music? Has that been something that just has followed you all your life or was it something later that you kind of always was leaning to and got the opportunity to do it? What, what was your, everyone I know that loves music has a music story where they were just first exposed, and usually it's really at a young age. What first got you into music?
1: Well, my mother was a singer. Um, She sang opera, believe it or not, a black woman singing opera in the South. I love it. Yeah. And she, instilled in us you know a love for all things artistic so we watched musicals we um we listened to all kinds of music from broadway to tom jones to barbara streisand i watched every barbara streisand movie that ever came out right and she'd be like barbara has the voice you know and we watched um every singer that we loved diana ross chaka khan natalie cole you know um and, and then my my both my biological father, who passed away when I was very young, and my stepfather were both musicians. Um, wow! And so I inherited like a musical talent because about five or six, and uh, I was watching a Christmas. Show, and I was plunking out on the piano little drummer boy and my stepdad because she's got talent so I started taking piano lessons at about eight years old and um started writing my own music at like 10 and started directing choirs at 13 and um, all through my time and um just kept going from there
0: so you literally had no choice; it was in your DNA, born and bred from the get-go. I'm That's awesome. Hearing
1: some little weird sound. Do you hear sound? Can You hear me? Okay.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you. It broke up just a tad. Yeah,
1: I'm just hearing this like interference. I apologize. I'm clear.
0: Oh no, no, no worries. It's coming through okay on my side. Oh. Uh, can you hear me now? Is that I better? Can. Perfect. Perfect. You gotta love this. Uh, modern technology where we can't do anything face-to-face anymore, but I, I, it's working perfect. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I think you have the a stage name, and, and uh, a lot of musical artists, actors, they don't use their real names or, or their, I guess, government, as we like to say in the industry. Even me, I, I use a stage name. What's the story behind yours? Because my stage name, very lazy. I just took the first four letters of my last name. I said, hey, that's a planet. That sounds good. What's the story behind your stage name? Because it's, it's a pretty cool stage name.
1: Um, I'll tell you the reason that I got into using a. I I wanted the music. I found that um, literally people had about all know about the. They wanted to know about my family. And those are things that I'm all very proud of, but it's to be judged on its own merit. And so I said, you know, I'm just going to put the record out with no picture, and I'm not even going to tell the radio promoter who it is. And, um, I, and the reason I picked the name was I had a profound meaning, Christina music and I wanted something that utilized the letter R so Regina and Rebecca could be and it felt like it was a universal moniker because I feel that all women are queens and all, all women are mothers all women have that nurturing tendency to mother and nurture and care for people around them so if you're not thank you boyfriend you're taking care of your parents you know you might have a best friend who's going through something you're taking care of her you know and there's so much that we give and I just want women to be honored I want them to know that your service and your giving does not diminish you it makes you royal.
0: Indeed like the uh, late great, great James Brown said it's a man's world but it would be nothing without a woman, and and that's absolutely, I come from a long line, uh, eight aunts on each side, mom and dad, sister, so I I get it, and and women are indeed, they are the head of the family, they're the head of everything goes right uh, when the nation is uh, supported by strong, powerful women, so I I love that, I love that. Now, uh, I earlier described your music or your new music as more of an R&B, that old-school classic R&B vibe. How would you describe, would you put it in a genre or, or do you feel that it just kind of bounces to what the melody calls for? Do you, how would you describe your music?
1: Well, there are um, R&B. I think there's R&B elements to uh, at least three songs on my project. Um, what you want to do is definitely very old school R&B. I've got another one called reaching for the top. That's a little, R&B, a little 70s soul R&B, and then I have another one called Your Love that is leaning a little more smooth jazz. Um, so they're they're all kind of urban genres, but they're all just a little bit different, and then I have a couple other ballads that are a little more pop. So uh, I'm a pianist, and so I tend to write from the piano, and so there's a tendency to be very ballad heavy. And what I end up doing is working with producers to kind of create beats that drive the music so not everything is so down tempo and emotional and all that good stuff. Because, um, you know, when you write on a piano, you just tend to write in a flowing kind of languid kind of way that um, lends itself to, you know, slow songs. And I was laughing about this because I went to see Carol King the musical, and Carol King is one of my idols, and every song she wrote started out as a ballad. <laughs> you know what she wrote, "Will you still love me tomorrow?" It was slow and played on a piano, and the uh, producers you know sped it up and made it a a pop song and uh, I said, "Well, I guess I'm not in bad company if I write like Carol King." <laughs>
0: Not at all. That I think any artist would be more than happy to be in her company for pretty much anything, even a a, a ride up the street. So absolutely. Now, most artists, uh, I ask, and, and I always find it interesting to answer, when you're creating, do you find you're just creating for yourself? And if you're happy with it, you're like, you know what, that's what I do? Or do you feel like you're creating with something in mind. Like I want a message here and I want this content to hit this particular audience. And I want this content to hit this particular audience. How do you feel your creative process is? Uh, I, I know our audience uh, in this particular series we're highlighting directors, we're highlighting artists and singers and everyone is a little bit different. What would you say your creative process is? Is it, is it just to satisfy yourself and you feel if you love it, others will love it? Or do you go in with a particular audience in mind?
1: Well, you know, I would say this. Um, I've written from a couple genres that I don't necessarily know the audience. Like, I've written ballads that are very country, and I've never done a country song. Uh, I've written songs that are kind of pop, singer-songwriter. I write gospel. I write CCM worship. And I write, you know, these kind of R&B-ish, ballad-ish love songs. So for me, the inspiration comes first. It's like there's either an idea for a theme, right? Um, One of the songs that's on my project is called Fairy Tale. And I wrote Fairy Tale out of an experience that I shared with a girlfriend who was coming to like a midpoint in her life and deciding that she was done pleasing everybody else, especially her husband. And decided that she had to go back to being more true to who she was as a person, because she had altered so many things about herself, because her husband would critique her, you know, lovingly, but he would critique her about things. And she just got up one day and said, you know what, I like to wear my hot pink scarf, and I like to wear my purple hair, and I like to wear my loud jewelry, and if you don't like it, then tough shit, (laughs) you know, and and she she kind of said, you know, I realized that I put him on such a pedestal that I wasn't acknowledging the woman that I am. And she said, it's like yeah. I came out of a fairy tale. I realized that he's no prince, you know, and I don't love him, yeah. but I got to be me. So I wrote the song for her. And it's one of my favorite songs. But about 10 years later, it was my song. <laughs> And I said, wow, you know, it's a universal concept because as women, we please, we nurture and we care about everybody else. And, you know, you just kind of finally hit the point where you have to say, hey, I matter and my needs should come at the top of that list as well, whatever they might be. And um, in fairy tale, I wrote fairy tale as a ballad, but as we produced it, it turned into this kind of late 80s kind of Hall and Oates. Doobie Brothers kind of vibe. And that's what inspired me. Um, And I put a saxophone in it and there's keys and organs and, and it has that sound. It sounds like late 80s, you know. So in the production, for me, in the production process is where I kind of cater the song to an audience or to a genre or to an era that means something to me. But in the writing process, it's all about the emotion and the message.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. And that that's a perfect segue. I miss, since the pandemic, and it's opening up a bit more now, but I miss being on stage doing stand-up, and uh, that was my joy. Do you miss performing, or have you been able to get out there, or are you more you enjoy the creative process just being in the studio because not everyone loves performing. Some people don't like getting on stage. Some people are studio rats and some people hate the studio and just love performing. Do you miss performing right now? Or have you been able to get out there since the Um, pandemic?
1: I I do miss it, but I will tell you, I really struggle with stage fright. Uh, I am Hmm. not that comfortable singing in front of people. I'm very comfortable speaking um even as an actress i'm much more comfortable but something about music is so vulnerable for me that you know i have thrown up backstage before going and Been there. um so the creative process is is a favorite for me uh i love that the whole energy you know when i'm when i make a record i go to the studio with the producer and i'm there all night like i don't sing my part and leave you know I'm in there arranging the background vocals cause I was a choir director for years. I'm in there going guitar solo, guitar solo. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm contributing to that process because I know what I want, you know, and as an instrumentalist, uh, as well as a, a writer and singer, um, I'm not content to just kind of turn the song completely over to another person. I have to have my hands in it. And, um, and that process for me is so much fun. I don't even sleep, you know, um, going on stage wow. is always nerve wracking for me, but, but it takes me like at least one song and then I'm kind of in there, but um, I'm very, yeah, I'm very self-conscious when I go on stage. It's very intimate and I don't want to look at you. I want the room dark, you know, and I close my eyes and Um, And then, you know, once that initial phase is gone, um, I kind of come alive. But I I do hope that as the country opens up, I can get back out there and get on the road and, um, you know, just experience the music with my fans. Because for me, my music is my ministry. My music is my way of sharing with you my struggles and other people's struggles. So that you know, you know, you can make it, you know, it's it's not the only um, game in town, you know, you, you have not gone through anything other human beings haven't gone through for centuries, and you're going to make it, you know, so that that's the part where I want to get out there with the fans and, and just encourage them, you know.
0: Well, let's get an amen and two hallelujahs right there. Absolutely, absolutely. Now. I love how you mentioned that your stage night name came from, and you just hear the country twang slip out for a minute. Um, I I love how you mentioned that your stage name you took it on because you wanted to do things with your own merit and not uh, build off of anyone else. I love that. Um, what would you say has been the most? Because the music industry is rough. It it you know there's a million documentaries and movies from. Cadillac music, people getting raw deals or people being cheated out of their publishing or just just tons of uh, with all the limelight and glamour. There's a lot of darkness to it. What would you say have, has been the most difficult aspect of being in hmm. the music industry?
1: Um, just not having people believe in you. Um, I started, uh, like I said, I was doing music since I was very young. And then all the years my husband was in the NFL and I was raising the kids, I played in the church. So I was either on the keyboard or I was directing the choir or I was singing on the worship team and, you know, always in a leadership role and utilizing my talent, but not making really much money doing it. And so when I decided to put my hat back in the ring, I was watching the Grammys in the year like 2000 and I had a vision. I just saw myself like one day I have to be there with my song nominated, you know, as a songwriter. And I started writing. I started meeting with producers, um, trying to flesh these songs out and into full-fledged productions. And, um, And that's a journey. That's a process. And a lot of those songs didn't make the light of day. And some of the people who said they would help me never did. You know what I mean? And then I was 40, 40 years old, you know, so I knew record labels weren't going to be interested in signing me. So I knew I was going to have to do it independently. And to be honest, I'm thankful that I did because no one can tell me, no, no one can tell me, no, we're not going to push your song to radio. No, we're not going to make a video. I made my own video. (laughs) You know, I hired my own radio team. So I'm thankful that I'm at the age and the status where I can put my own music out and I don't have to um, sign a bad deal because I'm in complete control. And if I get offered a deal, I can turn down a bad one if I want to, because I got money. (laughs) Um, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely and we preach that that independence is key you know learning with the technology out nowadays you can you can truly do everything yourself if you put the and, ingenuity and, also and effort what in what
1: happens is once you do then all the are running after you
0: right right you you become the hot the hot topic and now yeah, you're, well, your and phone then you're in the
1: position to get a deal that's much more favorable to you now, I want to say this. I'm not hating on the record labels because being an independent artist, I know how expensive it is to create the music, to promote it. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to promote your own music. And um, so I don't hate on the business people. They are, they are business people. They are trying to make a living. Um, but unfortunately, there have been accusations of dishonesty and you know, books being cooked and dishonest um, figures, you know, where artists aren't being paid. And, and that's sad, you know, and, and I think that if you can keep them honest by building your own house as strongly as you can without their help, that when they do come along, you have the wherewithal to say what you will and won't settle for, and you're just in a much better position. And, uh, I just think with, with technology, the way it is, that's just the best way to go. I mean, and especially as a woman, oh my God, so many female artists are just run over because, you know, these guys are out here trying to take advantage of you for everything, not just your music and your talent, but take advantage of you emotionally and all these other things. And, um, I'm really thankful that I'm, uh, a, a grown ass woman doing this business you know um i don't have to put up with anything i don't want
0: absolutely absolutely and and, and you're absolutely right uh women they're, they're the most important aspect in the society and unfortunately uh, they seem to get victimized. I, I was looking at the documentary on Britney Spears recently. Of course, I remember Taylor Swift, where she had her, her master's pretty much just taken um, from right under her nose. So it, it's a rough industry. It's a cutthroat industry. I think that's Hollywood in general. It's a very cutthroat industry. But I'm glad you're able to do it in Independence and share your gift with us. Now, here's a fun question. You, you have, living or dead, whoever you want. One artist that if you could collaborate with, who is that um, artist? You only get one, so I have good. to
1: say it would be my queen goddess Charday. Ooh, oh, you made is my heart's skipping beat. Okay, all time favorite. Like if I could have a career, like I would die out.
0: that's, uh, you get an A for that answer. I, I wasn't expecting, so I, yeah, I hear some sure. Shade in your music. I, I hear some Shade in your music, so I, I could see that inspiration. My father, I, I think he would leave my mom in front of a train for Shade. He, he loves her music, loves her uh, work, so that mm-hmm. is a very good answer. Now, you wear a ton of hats in your day-to-day life. You're you're an artist, you're a singer, you're a songwriter, you're a director, you're a wife, you're a mother. How do you find a balance in your day-to-day with, with your work, your life, your balance with all well, the roles that you know, you do?
1: I don't do everything at once, Sean. Um, <clears throat> people say you can't have it all and then there are others who say, well, you can. But I say you can have it all, but not all at the same time. So in my children, Not doing career. But as I became more wealthy and I could hire some help, I hired a a babysitter occasionally and would go on the red carpet with dad. And then as the kids got bigger, you know, and they're going to school, mommy can go uh, to the studio in the daytime. And then little by little, um, now I have three children and two teenagers. Um, Both are actors, so I'm still uh, managing their lives but um I just do what I can a little at a time so you'd be surprised how many hours you have in a day I think a, a lot of us we waste a lot of time I find that as, you know, I would drop the kids at school then I would go to the gym and then I'd come home and write music. you know I would um meet a producer at the studio and create beats you know or um, yeah, did I I I Yeah, I lose you. You broke up a little bit. Metallic noise. It sounds sounds like that's not. Metal scraping. I don't okay. know what
0: that is. We'll, we'll Sorry, get that in post. No problem. no
1: problem. No problem. I talk. Um, but yeah, it's okay. so just leveraging your time. And of course, now that I'm, you know, I've got a 15 and an 18 year old at home, uh, I'm a lot more free. And so I just, I, I will Absolutely. say this though, I'm still in the phase where family is first. So while I release my record, my son got cast, and my kids have been um, auditioning for five years now. And um, right, so answer. Take my son to work two weeks before the country shut down. And for me, two eat time. Um, responsibilities we have to take to. And just, um, I don't
0: perfect, perfect. Now, uh, one of the things I always ask, especially with musicians, actors too, but Usually, if actors ask, is there a role, one particular role that you're like, darn it, I, w- I wish I could have had that. Is there one particular song that you wish you wrote that or at least performed that? Uh, is there one song that you're like, man, you know what? I is
1: my all time favorite song that I always said I wish I'd written? I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie. No, I can't.
0: Uh I I'm not gonna sing it because I'm not like you, I don't have a voice. But yeah, okay. All right. Absolutely. That that is it's a beautiful it was, song, right? Yeah, it was even the yeah, lyric it was
1: written by just the lyric. Uh two gentlemen, one of which was a retired football player uh, who became a country songwriter. And then I forget who the other gentleman was, but um the song had been around for quite a while and when Bonnie recorded it, I just fell in love with it. I was driving down a Florida road on my way to Disney World with my husband. And we're in the middle of nowhere where we really shouldn't have been able to get any radio reception. And so we're scrolling and I hear this amazing piano opening. I'm like, oh, my God, who's playing that piano? I found out it was Bruce Hornsby. And I said, oh, my God, what is this song? And then she breaks into turn down the lights. And I'm like, Bonnie Raitt. And my husband and I just cried, listening to this beautiful song as the sun was going down in Southern Florida on our way to Disney World. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I have to buy that song. And I mean, this was years ago. It's still, in my opinion, a song that evokes so much emotion every time I hear it or any time. Um, it has to be at the top of my list.
0: That's an awesome answer, and you're absolutely right. I I tell a lot of artists, there's a ton of technically talented singers, but if you can't convey that emotion in your music, it's never going to connect, because that's what we connect is to the emotion, and it's not necessarily the voice. Now, there are some, obviously, uh, voices, but it's the emotion, so that's a fantastic answer. Uh, So, Regina, we're almost done here, but now comes the fun part.
1: Oh, yeah, Have you ever absolutely. played
0: Song Association I... before? A little family on this. <laughs> it's the Yes, it it's a it's a game that we play here. Like I said, if, if I had any talent that God could give me, if I had to choose, it would be a singer, but I can't. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna do three rounds. I'm gonna give you three words and I'm gonna give you a ten seconds to think of a song that has either the word in the oh. lyric or the word in the title. And, and and I think when you hear these words you don't have to do the whole song okay. you can just give me a, a bar if you want and I'm, I'm going to give you the words and then when I say go, you I'm got 10 ready. seconds let me know when you're ready alright so the first word is you Y-O-U and the and clock I starts now will
1: always love you you. Sorry, I'm not a soprano. <laughs> it's
0: okay. That's okay. You got it you. in less than five seconds. <laughs> now, what's your favorite oh, Whitney, favorite version? Far. The Dolly or the uh, Whitney
1: version? Whitney's version rocks.
0: There you go. Absolutely. I think Dolly even said Whitney can have it at this point she, when she saw what she did with it. She said, you know what? You go ahead and do this. All right, good. I'm going to give you two points for that because you got it in half the time. All right, the next one is
1: Destiny. Destiny can somehow be so hard to find. Oh, Destiny by Regina Madre.
0: There you go. (laughs) I threw a hint in there so you could do your own music in
1: there.
0: I'm I'm glad you caught that one. Yes. It's a great song. Great song. Alright, so here's the final one. Final round. This is for all the points. I haven't picked up a number yet, but it's gonna be all of them. And your word is goodbye. Go.
1: Never can say goodbye. No 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 I never can say goodbye. Every time I think I've had michael
0: jackson michael jackson and the jackson five perfect oh i love that song love that song i even like the uh virgin uh remix by the homeboy pharrell uh here in virginia so awesome
1: i was tempted to go into my one you got all the points you win that high note needs some warming up before i do it (laughs)
0: little uh
1: uh, (laughs) that's a high key for me work on that
0: there you go awesome hey it sounds great to me so you You get all the points you win that was phenomenal (laughs) Yes, thirty-one flavors. I think they they may even have an extra flavor now. So maybe we we'll see if we can get you thirty-two flavors. We'll find out. Absolutely. Well, fantastic. Well, Regina, thank you so much for joining us here down in the den for our "Let's Talk About It" series. We've had singer songwriters, and I think you've probably had our most enjoyable interview thus far. I want you to tell the people where they can find your work, where they can find your art, what streaming services, well, and what you have you going follow on. follow me on the all platforms
1: yours. as Rebecca King Cruz and follow me as Regina Madre. I've got pages for both. I have a website, reginamadremusic.com, where you can stay abreast of what's happening with the music as new singles come out, and there are going to be several. Um I have a book coming out with Audible alongside my husband called Stronger Together. It releases next month, but you can pre-order it now. We'll be doing some live events for Audible and the LA book fair. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Let's see what else we got coming. Husband will be back on AGT and Brooklyn nine, nine watch my son Isaiah on Nickelodeon side hustle on Saturday nights at 8 PM and coming in the late fall of 2021. Rebecca Cruz, clothing, hands bag, and beauty.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So, like I said, this is a woman of many hats, all of the hats. And for those who didn't know, um, if you didn't catch it from the AGT and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, Regina's uh, spouse is the hilarious and very huge Terry Cruz. He's, a, he's one of my favorite actors as well. So uh, I can't wait to see what your book uh, together has. And I can't wait to check out the rest of your products. You have a fan in me. I love the music. I, I, I may hey, not I've be got, wearing the handbags, Gator, but maybe I'll Gator Gator get one for the wife. Ragged.
1: It's great but, uh, for the men.
0: Okay, there we go. I'm trying to get back in the gym. I'm trying to get my swole on as well. So there we go. I can put my protein powders and all of that good stuff. So thank you so much, everybody. All my mates please check out uh, Regina at all of the following sites that she provided. Uh, her music is great. Her art is great. Please check out her kids on Nickelodeon for all the uh, tiny mates Please check out Nickelodeon and, of course, AGT and uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine coming back soon. Uh, it's, it's a family affair. So once again, Regina, thank you. You are an angel on earth. We appreciate you joining us. And anytime you have My something pleasure, to promote, you're more you than welcome at me. the Ow.
1: Anytime.
0: All right now. Thank you. You have a good one.